I'm not going to say HGTV, um, but HGTV just. <laughs> They just love that. I watch watch it all the time. I watch it all the damn time. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing that. Thank you so much for joining us on Evolve Your uh, Brand Podcast produced and owned by Icon Industries. We thank Shane, Stephen, and the whole team at Icon Industries. Today, I am very, very excited to introduce Chris Dolnikowski. Dolnikowski. Bingo, you've got Beautiful. Roland Design Group. And we are going to talk everything with ADU and also Chris's journey on how she ended up working with Roland Design Group, and we're going to have some fun. So let's get going. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to be here, that's for sure. Yes, this is. Uh, we, we got a chance to get to low, uh, know each other a little bit off screen. So I'm just going to hit you with some mm. quick 60-second rapid fire. Let's get to know you a little bit. Where were you born? Back in Pennsylvania. So I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. I grew up just outside of Pittsburgh. Beautiful. Favorite beach in San Diego? Oh, geez. Um, probably Mission Beach. Okay. Favorite pastime activity? Mm, that's a toss-up, either mountain biking or outrigger canoe racing. Yeah, I'm, and I'm excited to hear later about the canoe racing. We, you went into that. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Decaf, though. Decaf. decaf. You did not want me on caffeine, honey. Oh, really? Oh, already know. Yes. Okay. All decaf. I'm taking on your challenge. And one time I'm going to tell you it's decaf, but it won't because I just want to see what happens. <laughs> Do you get intense? Oh, I just talked super fast. I mean, we're talking like, we're like, okay, let's go. Amazing. Dogs or cats? Cats, but I love dogs as well. Okay. And uh, your favorite quote that you live by? Bah, everything you need is inside you. Mm, I like that. I wrote that on my arm in Sharpie for my Ironman race. Okay, you've done an Ironman. Four of them. What? And uh, I, hey, you know what? It's a lot of fun. It is a good time. And uh, everything you need is inside of you. And that was my mantra for getting through my, I'm a very slow Ironman racer. So that was my mantra to get through 15, 15 hours of racing. And you've done four? Yes. Because I didn't learn the first time that was hard as shit. <laughs> I'm really excited to hear that story someday. <laughs> it took a while to learn that lesson, but yeah. And, and okay, so what was what was the most challenging part of the, about the first one? The first Iron oh, Man. What the was the unexpected part where you just like, you were not prepared for that? Uh, the unexpected was just probably my cheeks hurting so much from smiling. I was just in seventh heaven because I was there with a bunch of my teammates that have been training together. And it was just such a huge accomplishment. I was just like, oh my God, this is awesome. Very tiring. And um, that bike ride took a long time and then I had to run a marathon afterwards. Um, but I, I just loved it. Chris, you know, one thing I, I picked up from you, you love teams. Yes. You love teams. I, I'm an extrovert. I'm very team oriented. We've got really design group has a great team of 20 people. Love working with people and love being part of a team. I'm so excited to hear about Roland Design Group when we get to that. Uh, favorite restaurant in San Diego? Hmm. I'm a little biased. That's um, okay. Probably the Henry Restaurant in Coronado because we've designed it. Oh, okay. So if, if you want to see the body of work, go to Henry's. <laughs> Henry's good. Uh, favorite taco spot? 
Since I know you love tacos. Tacos. Hmm. Um, probably at a taco shop. Probably at a taco shop in North Park. Okay. And what is your favorite taco to get there? Oh, fish tacos. Oh, fish taco all yeah. the way? Yeah. Okay. And do you get corn, flour? Corn. Corn. Like okay. Corn. All right. Traditional. Okay. I like it. I like it. So let, let's jump into it. Uh, talk, talk to us about your story. How'd you, you were born in Pennsylvania, Steelers fan. How'd you end up in San Diego? So uh, after graduating from undergraduate, I was like, sick of the snow. It's cold, you know, so we're like done with that. Had a great uh, opportunity at uh, an aerospace contractor, um, defense contractor in Newport Beach. So I came out to California because I'm like, hello, why not? Right. And I've been in California ever since. So just a few years. And uh, I started my early career as, a, as an engineer. Okay. And then progressed more to program management and uh, love doing that again, very team oriented, you know. So instead of being a silo where I'm stuck just designing my thing. Program management had the breadth of looking at the the larger projects, and um, it really is about coordinating communication, working with a team, getting all the left hand and right hand to talk to each other, you know, um, versus the intricacies of doing an unmanned air system. Um, and so it's all about getting a, a team of twelve hundred to be on the same page, and <laughs> which is which took a lot I'm of sorry, us. a team of how many? 1200 at times. Okay. It's a very big team. Um, and, and so it's being able to take that scale of keeping everyone on the same page, focused on the goals and being able to execute. And those are the skills that when I decided to leave the corporate world and join Audrey Ruland um, with her design firm, where I'm like, let's implement some of this structure. Okay. And uh, so by implementing some of that structure, the checklist, the templates, the processes, all that I brought from the corporate world, I then pulled into, you know, a de architecture design world and um, knock on wood here. Uh, it's gone uh, amazingly well and it's absolutely the best decision. And I wish I would have done it sooner, but you know what? Now we're just able to help so many people with their designs and accessory dwelling units and having room for their families and so forth. So it's extremely rewarding. Yeah, do you know how bad I want to jump into the ADU conversation? But I'm not going to yet. We need to <laughs> well, find we got, out. A we got some more. time. So we got I a think. little bit of time. So yeah. we're going to. So um, your your experience in the uh, defense contractor world, like I, I know you talked about some of the things that prepare you. What, is there anything you miss from the corporate world? Not very much. Right? <laughs> um, you right. know what? I, I loved I loved the people I was working with. I loved Got the it. team. Uh, we were supporting the warfighter. So it was very, very, you know, deep and, and powerful moving cause. So absolutely love that. But it was tough because I was a, a cog in a very large wheel. Right. And so it was hard to, to kind of feel that direct, I'm making a difference. Um, and so now with a smaller company, you know, with Ruland Design Group, Oh, I am making a difference. I Beautiful. am literally talking to the people, you know, that need a space for their mom. And how can we make that happen? And um, and so that's where the corporate world, I love that structure. I'm thankful that I had many years in a corporate environment at various, you know, enterprise levels from very large companies to small companies as well. But that gave me the background that I could then just leverage. And so I'm very thankful for the corporate world that gave me that background, but I'm also loving the commute that um, is 
from my bedroom into my office in my home. Yes. Um, so I'm loving the commute and just the ability to interact with so many more and have so much more of a direct impact that I can yeah. literally go and see and feel. Your gas bill is really low. It is. <laughs> it is. It's very low. How did you connect with Audrey? How did that happen? How Actually, did that through transpire? Outrigger Canoe Racing, of all things. Get out. Yes. Okay. I've, I've been doing Outrigger Canoe Racing with my team, Kailua, here in San Diego. And every year we get new people that come try it. She came to try it, worked out, started hanging out, started chit-chatting, amazing person. And uh, you know what? It literally worked out incredibly well. And, um, and now we're working together and... Uh, it, it just naturally fits very well. You know, I, I focus on the outreach, the education, helping our new clients. Right. Audrey is our architect and creative genius, and she focuses on our designs. And uh, it's, uh, it is, and again, working out exceptionally well. If you notice, every time you knock on wood, I'm joining I, I you. I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. You know what? Thankful for everything that we've had and created and looking to do more. That, that, that's amazing. What, what, what's the best part about working with Audrey? We share some of the very same values and, and focus on wanting to help people. Okay. You know, both of our moms are still alive. I'm very thankful for that. Mine's 92. Hers is turning 94. Actually, I'm sorry, turning 95 next month. And they both live alone still. Oh, and, got it. And they are still... Double knock. Double knock double on that knock, one. Double knock. They are doing great living on their own. But the accessory dwelling units that we're designing... Um, I'm actually designing two of them in our backyard and maybe one's going to be for either her mom or for my mom, you know, being able to have our parents close by. And that's really, it's a labor of love where, you know, we both share that value of how can we create rooms for space for families to be able to live together, space for families to be able to afford to stay in San Diego. Right. And, um, and we just, we blend very, very well together. So here's my question for you. Like that, that was a great point that you brought up and I heard helping families several yeah. times, you know, and just the way you speak about it, you're so passionate. Where, where exactly do you see like, the housing crisis in San Diego and how is what you guys are doing making an impact? Like what, what's your goal for you and Audrey and the Roland design group? What's your goal in regards to helping families understand what ADUs can do? And that's where in San Diego, I've been in San Diego almost 20 years now. Thank and, you. Thank you for yeah, growing so, our population. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I've been here a while and thankfully I bought North Park years ago when I thought it was expensive then. And now I'm like, dear God, thank God I bought then. Um, and I love equity. Exactly. <laughs> but that's where it's like, had I not, and I'm like, I want to live in North Park because it's an awesome place. No way in hell. Good luck. It's craziness. And so that's where our goal is to continue to help people be able to have room for their families, be able to live in the city where they want to live and be able to have the people where coffee and tacos and beer, my free three favorite things, is be able to go and have the people that work in the restaurants, have people that teach our children, have people that support, you know, with our um, police and fire and, and all of the support agencies be able to live near where they work. And, and that's really the focus where our goal is to continue to create housing 
Have you have you noticed a shift with regards to multi generational? I, I feel like a lot of families I work with because we we sell money for a living, so I see that coming back. Do you, do you have you seen a change in COVID with uh, people being more receptive to having families come and live by building ADUs? What what spurred the growth with ADUs over the past like two to three years? Definitely, we just don't have enough housing, right? And it's incredibly expensive. And so on the family side of things, like whenever I talk to someone, I'm like, what's your goal? Is it for family or is it for rent? It's like, okay, it's for family. Well, then let's break that apart. So is it for aging parents or elderly? Or is it for the kids coming back from college where they can't afford a $900,000 starter house? Thank you so, so much like, for bringing that up. Hello. So we had to kind of have both sides. And a lot of our clients were working with the older parents who they have now adult children, and those adult children are now having kids. And a lot of the ADUs we create is we create the ADU for the older set of parents, and then the younger generation adults are in the main house, right? and then the grandkids are, are right there. And that's really, I think, a great setup where, A, number one, there's independence. So no one's, everyone has their own private space. So you can have your sanity and, and yet, still be close to your family. And if you look at that from the perspective of the kids coming back from college, well, again, who the hell can afford a $900,000 home? And it's not in the area that you want, and right. it's this big. And so we're creating ADUs for them, where again, they have their own space. <laughs> the parents keep their sanity, everyone keeps their sanity. And, and yet people are close by. And like I said, you know, with my mom, um, I would love to bring her out here. She's back east right now. Is she in Pennsylvania still? She's actually outside of Boston. Um, okay. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I'd love to have her close by. Um, I get to visit her often, thank goodness, but I'd love to have her close by. And that's where uh, the ADU that I'm doing in my backyard is would be perfect for her if she decides that she's like ready to come out. And then I have an ADU above that I'm creating for rent. And the two ADUs, what's the square footage on, on what you're creating? Um, I started with converting my garage. Um, okay. That was about one and a half car garage. So the, the bottom the downstairs are going to be about about 370 and the upstairs is about 380, 390. Okay. All right. So cute little studio downstairs and a cute little one bedroom upstairs. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing them before and after. Yeah. That would be fun. That's, and I have, that's one of my favorite parts. Definitely. Um. So I'm a family living in San Diego right now. I potentially have the space. How do I get started? Like, what is it that uh, Roland Design Group is going to help me with if I was interested in getting an ADU pro project and seeing what, what, what could be done? How would I sure. get started? You know, you want to start with, with talking to me. You know, you want to start talking with a designer. Um, a lot of people are like, I'm going to talk to a contractor great but if you don't have <laughs> your plans and if you don't really know what's possible on your property that's a tough place to start so you know i talk to new people and i'm like where do you live where you know what property what's your property look like what does the municipality you're in how do they support adus we look at what the goals are and then of course we always talk about budget so we look at the perspective of here's what's possible with your property and then we also need, you know, the homeowner to understand this is not a $50,000 change. And if they want, say, a 1,200 square foot, two-story ADU in their backyard, 
it might cost upwards of $350,000 or more. Um, so it's understanding their budget and understanding the goals and seeing what's possible on their property. Right. And that's where we, we talk to new people to understand what, what that feasibility looks like. Well, what's the common misconception you see with uh, people starting to explore ADU for the first time? Well, what's the common misconception? Besides a contractor, what mistakes do you don't want to see? Not going to say HGTV, um, but HGTV just... <laughs> they just I watch I watch it all the time. I watch it all the damn time, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe they're doing that. Um, I think the common misconception is how quick it's going to happen. And um, you know, HGTV, they're going to knock out load bearing walls. They're going to put up that beam, and then they're going to get permits, and they're going to move in on Monday. No, no, and um, <laughs> it takes a long it takes a long time, right? In air quotes, and um, and it's going to take longer than you want it, unfortunately. Have you seen? Have you done ADU projects in other cities besides San Diego? All over San Diego, so Oceanside, okay. the county, Chula Vista, Vista, Carlsbad, City awesome. of San Diego. And each municipality is different when it comes to their guidelines. Absolutely. Okay. What are, what are some of the things that you need to be aware of when it comes to, let's say I live in Oceanside, we're, we're, who's going to help facilitate all that? Yeah, so what happens is the state said, you shall have ADUs. And each municipality said, either, okay, great, like City of San Diego, or right. others like Coronado are like, no, go, I'm, I'm going to dig in my heels Shocking as much Coronado as I can. Would see now. Shocking. Um, and so each municipality is slightly different. And they, they must follow the state law, but there's enough nuances that each one's slightly different. So a lot of it comes down to, are you on a single family property? Or are you on a multifamily property? Do you have a little duplex? Um, are you close to the coast? You know, are you in the coastal overlay zone? Um, some municipalities make it a little bit more difficult um, by charging higher fees. Some municipalities try and make it easier by allowing you to have more units. Um, Every municipality is slightly different. And there's 21, 22 of them throughout San Diego. Well, uh, and uh, one of the things I read on your bio is having done what you've done, dealing with the bureaucratic, <laughs> how, how is that? Because I, I saw one of the podcasts that you were on and it's really, really interesting. There's been a lot of changes to ADU. A lot. Right? Rapidly so what are evolving. Some, yeah, Rapidly what, is the, evolving. what are some of the key changes that have happened in recent months, in the past six months with ADUs? and permitting and all that, what, what what do you see changing? The biggest thing is all of the laws coming out are to support homeowners or to support more housing. Amazing. Um, so everything is, is going in the direction of making it easier, more housing and, and allowing those opportunities. Even some of the state laws that are being discussed right now up in Sacramento are continuing that to make it easier to, to create more housing. Um, some of the challenges are just, <laughs> if you can imagine, it's a great thing. ADUs, I've yet to hear of anyone say it's a bad idea. Right. Um, so we've helped over, you know, several hundred clients have done over 450 ADUs at this point and the building departments can't keep up. And that's the challenge. The building departments aren't staffed enough to handle the volume that they're getting. So that's the challenges is timelines. You know, if you think about the timeline, you kind of have three chunks of time. Right. The first piece is creating the design. That's where my team comes in. 
The second piece is getting those plans reviewed by the city. That's where the city is overwhelmed and understaffed. And then you have the construction time. So we're seeing, I mean, City of San Diego alone, earlier this year, I was talking to one of the directors and they had 150 job openings with the building department alone. I heard that. Think about how you can run an organization if it has 150 openings. So it's it's just a challenge. It takes a long time. I love the people at the city. They're doing as best as they can. They've got some more funding to outsource some of the plan reviews. I'm like, great, as much awesome. help as you can get. But it's just not fast. I mean, we're still seeing at least five to seven months once we give them the plans for their review, at least. And it can easily creep up from that. You know what's really surprised me? When you have someone on your staff that's actually just doing that. Oh, two people. <laughs> oh, it's two now? Uh, yes, yes. They're a full-time okay, job. Okay, so how come, Bless yeah, how come you went to Bless their hearts is the interface with the Be building Because department. the growth has been that exponential? Yes, yes. Just because, okay. I mean, we, we typically start between nine and 10 new projects each and every month. You know, so we've got several hundred projects. So you're doing 120? Roughly. Wow. That's a lot. It is. It is. And you're one of the top companies when it comes to that, because I, I think the last, I saw 300 and now you said 400. We're over 400 and creeping up on 450 now. And how many was last year? How many ADUs did you guys do in 2022? I think 109. I think okay. 109. So you're right. And how's projections for this year versus last year? On track, and we're adding Same. three more people to our team. Yeah, even, even with three the cost people. of money. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, the interest rates have gone up. Yeah. So very challenging, absolutely challenging. But at the same time, the need is there. I mean, if you think about, you know, God forbid my mom needs assisted living or Audrey's mom needs assisted living, that's insanely expensive, you know, right. versus having her close by and then maybe bringing in some caretaking help, but at least she's close by. Um, so the interest rates are high, but it's still, we need the housing. Right. And, and, I'm I'm focusing on renting our one ADU and hopefully having one of our moms in the other ADU. But at the same time, I love the rental income. And so that's where I'm like, you know what? Plan for my retirement a little bit more. Um, so, Chris, you couldn't have set that up any better because I was going to transition to investors yeah. and now talk to our investors. So how is an investor approach with building ADU different than if you're doing it for family or your kids. How, how would you approach that differently? Do you guys give different you know, goals? Do you have different uh, uh, approach when it comes to investors wanting to add ADUs? Definitely, it's a different perspective. Okay, It's a different perspective. And some of the new laws that came out a couple years ago allow ADUs on multifamily properties. And that's actually the sweet spot nice. for investors. Okay, Let's take an example, City yes. of San Diego. They are by far the most supportive of ADUs. And so say you have a multifamily property, say you have a four unit apartment complex and you've got a row of garages and you've got a little bit of a back area space. City of San Diego will allow you to convert all the garages into ADUs and will allow you to have two more ADUs on top of that as new construction. And if you want more, then we could talk about the affordable housing options. So from an investment perspective, ADUs are a cash cow. Right. Um, the argument that I'm sure some people are thinking about right now is, well, if you convert all the garages, where are you going to park? Yes. 
Great question. So parking comes up a lot. And you know what? I have my garage. I've never put my car in my garage. Ever. My bicycles were there. My mountain bike was there. My gravel bike there. My tri-back was there. My bicycles were there. The holiday decorations were there. My car never went in the garage. Um, so of all the homes I go to, of all the properties I go to, of all the apartment complexes I go to, maybe one in 50 is there a car in the garage. And it's it's storage. So I'm like, okay, do a little Marie Kondoing, kind of clean things out and create some housing. So from the investment perspective, it's all about keeping the design straightforward and economical. So we want to minimize construction costs. I mean, we do that across the board. Okay. But if we're looking at from the investment perspective, we're laying out the most optimal design and we're lining up the kitchens and bathrooms together to create a plumbing wall to minimize construction costs. We're mirroring the designs you know, so again, we're keeping things as straightforward as possible. We're keeping things that are as uniform as possible so that when they go in and buy 50 windows, it's 50 of one type and not 25 of 30 different types, you right. know, that sort of thing. And um, it's, it's just the ability to create more housing. Um, we're not the company to call, though, if you want to create the tiny little 150 square foot units. Yeah. Um, the city does allow you to have the smallest, well, the state allows you to have the smallest units 150 square feet. That's tough. That's tough. I mean, that's a college dorm room. Um, that's like the mini homes. It very, the little tiny homes. Yes. And you're like, that's, that's great, but we really like slightly bigger units, a little bit more livable space. And, and we've created some smaller units, but at the same time, again, trying to focus on creating some storage, creating some livability as much as possible. And, and it also, I think it also, the benefit is affordability too, Big you know, addresses because ADUs don't cost as much. So it does create a lot of housing. How much, how, how much of an impact has it made? as ADUs have become more relevant as far as the solution in creating housing. How much ADUs were built in San Diego uh, during the past couple of years? Do you know? Oh, boy. Um, I I'm wish just I curious this, if I you had I wish I had stats. the statistics. I wish yeah. I had the statistics. It's been exponential growth. Right. And um, it's it's into the thousands. Didn't you say your your, your company has gone through a 400%? Yes. Yes. We've, we've grown considerably. Um, you know, when I joined Audrey back in uh, 17, uh, we were smaller and uh, we focused on ADUs and, and then we grew. And actually in, you know, during 2000, you know, 20 with COVID and everything, what happened? People were stuck at home. Yes. The kids came back from college. Everyone was stuck at home. Everyone was losing their minds because they're all under one roof. And we're like, we need space. And, and so we actually grew a lot during COVID. I mean, it was a very, very scary time, but we were able to, we've even had some projects where we never even went to the home that we saw the backyard. They wanted a new detached. We did all the design meetings on Zoom. It was safe for everybody. And you know what? Now they have a space that they can rent out um, to provide for their family. You know, one of the best things come out of COVID and the pandemic was the virtual meetings being accepted. It helps. It really does make does. everyone's life easier. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to construction, you, you said something interesting to me where you guys don't do the construction aspect of things. Correct. So how do you vet 
your your contractors? How do you go through that process? And do you guide families in finding contract? Because that that's a big it's a difficult th- difficult thing to find a great contractor. Absolutely. So how do you facilitate that with with families and investors? Sure, absolutely. Because our focus we're a design firm, you know. So we do everything from I want one to here's your permits. So we do the design, the detail, construction documentation, and we do all the interfacing with the building department. Because again, that's that's a good time right there. So we have a bunch of our clients who have contractors that have built our designs and we really rely heavily on their experiences you know so when you're looking for a contractor and this is the same thing if you're looking for a designer or an architect as well you want to look at do they have experience doing what you're doing so you know some contractors are great at kitchen remodels well if you're building a 1200 square foot two-story home that might not be your best choice and some people are like, oh, yeah, I work, you know, I work in Oceanside. I do all my projects in Oceanside. And if you're in Chula Vista, again, there's different nuances that, you know, might not be the best choice. So you want to look at who has experience doing what you want to do. You know, again, same for with an architecture firm. You know, do they know ADUs? How long have they been in business? You know, did they just start last, you know, last year or they've been around for 20 years? Do they have experience doing the size and the scale of your project? You know, have they only done garage conversions? Have they only done bathroom remodels? Are you creating a complex hillside, dig deep, crazy foundation kinds of things, or you've got a perfectly flat backyard where you can convert the garage. Those are two different people, both for design and also for construction. Right. And so when, you know, when our clients are looking for help, we're like, you know what? We have some contractors that are other clients have used that they loved and raved about, and we at least give them some options. And I'm like, talk to them. Because a lot of it also comes down to communication. Do you do you kind of have that good vibe? You know, do, are they responsive? Do they get back to you? How did you pick your construction company that's working on your ADUs? What was your <laughs> primary factor? Well, we're we're going what's called owner. I had builder. to do it exactly. So like, what's your? <laughs> well, I can tell you who designed it, and Ruling Design Group designed it. <laughs> I know who was it, Audrey. <laughs> as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, um, so we're going what's called owner builder. And okay. so if you're a homeowner, you can literally build it yourself, be owner builder, or you can hire a general contractor. Um, because we've been doing and, and designing homes and, and Audrey Rulin actually, she got started in the business of architecture by um, basically designing her own home. Okay. And uh, and when she was in, you know very young, and so she's like, you know what, this is, I love this. And so we have the experience, so we, we just have known different subs throughout, you know, time, and we're working with a great team that um, we have worked with in the past that have worked on other projects for our clients. And and uh, right now, I have big piles of dirt in my backyard, and I've got my sort of garage frame, the original garage, kind of up there, and I've got trenches everywhere, and uh, and a porta potty in the backyard. I'm so looking forward to it. <laughs> have you have you actually done a before after, are you doing videos? Are you doing with your marketing person? Are you doing any marketing exactly. on it or no? Um, I am taking photos. I okay. am taking photos. I have our design. I have our renderings and I have our photos. And uh, and hopefully we'll do a little montage um, when we're done. And, and hey, let's come over and have a little tour. Yes. So what's your favorite part when you're working? Do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? 
where you just it just stands out like it was just so much fun? Hmm. Oh boy, geez, oh, that's a lot now. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? I think um, I think there's a couple favorites. Okay. So I think one of my favorites is um, a couple that we met a few years ago. Again, they were in their 60s and, and early 70s, kind of in retirement, and their adult. Uh, Kids were now having kids, so they got the grandbabies. And this is where we were able to create an ADU for the older parents. The adult kids were now living in the house, and then the grandkids were there. And that that just kind of, that spoke to me because it's like, you know what, that's great. And, and again, everyone has their own space. I know my mom is fierce about independence, you know, so it's like they have their own space, the grandkids are there, but yet, you know, when it's time, they can, okay, go back to mom now. Um, and then one of my favorite, other favorites is Mount Soledad. Mount Soledad. Oh, come on. Beautiful. Really? Okay. But guess what? It's Mount Soledad for a reason. It's a damn steep hill. Yes. So went over to talk to our client. He's like, has a beautiful house. I'm like, oh my God, I love your home. And he's like, yeah, I want to put an ADU down there. And I'm like, <laughs> like where, where are you gonna put that ADU? So we kind of hiked, scrambled down the hill. He's like, "Yeah, down here." I'm like, Ooh, "Okay, all right." Um, and that was probably the most technically challenging project that we've done, and it actually won one of our awards um, for complex site because wow. not everybody has a flat backyard. Right? You know, if if you got a flat backyard, backyard, good for you, but not everybody does. And so we were able to create a really amazing um, two-bedroom, two-bath design for rent. He was going to rent it out and take advantage of the views, but kind of half build it into the hillside and then half extend it out over the hill because we want to take advantage for the topography. We wanted right. to like not have to scrape everything and make giant, you know, $200,000 retaining wall. No, um, we use the hillside to our advantage nice. and uh, it's being constructed right now. So, oh, it is. So it's not completed yet. No. Not and what's it going to rent for you think? Oh God. I know. You know, he, he, he seems, you know, it's again, it's going to have a beautiful view of the shores. Right. Um, probably at least $5,000 Isn't or more. that insane? Yeah. You said it's a two bedroom. Two is bedroom, it? two bath. Good. But with view. Beautiful view. is worth $5,000. Beautiful view. Yes. Um, this, this has been so much fun. Uh, let, let's talk about, so the name of our podcast is Evolve Your yes. Brand. So how are you, how, how is uh, like marketing and brand change for Roland Design Group over the past couple of years? Like you, you said, you have a marketing person. Yeah. So how are you educating the community, educating San Diego and getting your message out? <laughs> so my marketing person would just bust out laughing right I now. I love it. Because yes. I mean, it's a challenge. What's her name? <laughs> um, Kendra. Okay. Kendra with Fueled Marketing. And uh, so with that is, you know, we started a small women-owned architecture firm. So that right there, I mean, how many strikes do you have against you in trying to, to create a business? And so again, we've been wonderfully successful for over 20 years. Um, my focus with the company is that outreach. And so I think that's a lot of, of the marketing is getting out there and then sharing the knowledge. You know, we, we don't charge for site visits. We don't charge for consultation. We don't do any of that. It's all about getting out there in the education. So we love um, to, you know, connect with 
homeowners, with realtors, with contractors, with investment groups and so forth. Um, because that's where it's like, you know what, I'm happy to share all of the knowledge. And then with that, you know, we've, we've thankfully, again, a lot of people that come to our website, we have a gorgeous website, I think it's- I very, love your website. Very pretty. And it has a lot of, I think, useful information to kind of help people understand where to start. And, um, but, you know, I don't think a lot of people talk about this. And again, we're, we're very thankful for this, but we have to be a little bit careful of our marketing because we don't want to get so many people coming in so many projects where we don't have the staff to support. And, and so there's, there's a balance, there's a balance. And we, we've joked in the past with, again, Kendra from Fueled Marketing, and we joked about turning off the website because we wanted to be careful because if I have, you know, 30 people on one month of like, okay, I'm ready to start. I'm like, we're scaled for about 10 to 12 a month. And I don't want to turn people away. Um, so it's that combination of getting out, doing the outreach, I think is our biggest, biggest thing that we do is getting out there. It's the word of mouth. Um, and we talked again about, you know, putting signs out and so forth, but I'm like, what if everyone calls, you know, so it's a balance. And I don't think a lot of people talk about that. And, and we're very thankful to be on the the forefront of ADUs and have been able to do so many of them that a vast majority of people come to our website, come looking for us. And so we've created a name just by being able to be out there and helping so many people. I'm blown away by your standards. Um, it's, it's been, it's been a challenging growth. We definitely had, <laughs> we've definitely had our growing pains. We've absolutely had our growing pains. And, and I, I feel that some of our competitors out there are going through their growing pains now. Right. And, and it, it is a challenge because so many people, the demand is there. The demand is there. ADUs are very needed and very helpful with solving and helping to solve our housing challenges. But yet, how do you keep up with that demand? Right. And that's where we, we try and make sure we can help as many people as possible. Um, speaking of demand, how, how's your competition been? Like when it comes to competitors, like have you noticed a huge... Uh, I, 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 people jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. People absolutely jumping on the bandwagon. You know, it's, it's kind of the same thing with technology. You have your early adopters. Right. Then you have the people that jump on the bandwagon. And then you have people who are like, oh yeah, I'm missing the boat. You know, I need to jump on. Um, we were the early adopters, so we were able to get a head start, understand the laws and how the building departments were interpreting them. Um, we we are happy that there's more people out there doing ADUs. Okay. And how so? It, because we can't help everybody ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's like, yay, you know. Again, it's it's if more people are doing ADUs, then more people know about ADUs. So we love that, and. Some of my good friends are, are my direct competitors because we, we're all in the same bucket. We're trying to help it. people. Yeah. And there are hundreds of thousands of homes and hundreds of thousands of properties that can have ADUs. And if I'm doing 10 a month, there's plenty of other work. So I'm happy to support, you know, I'm happy. We have get togethers and happy hours and, and you know, little meetings with our competitors because we're like, dude, let's have a beer. And, and what, what's, what pain and agony are you seeing? It's like, oh my God, did you see the building department, what they're doing? You know, I, I, I support that. And, and again, it's great. Um, it's just be careful who has the experience, right? Cause it's, it's complicated. It, it's not just an ADU. It's a, it's a real house that you're creating. How many multiple. companies should I interview? 
if I'm thinking about doing it? If you're thinking about doing it, probably two or three. And definitely roll, roll in being at the... We're happy to help. Okay, we're, we're, we're happy to <laughs> we're give happy them a to plug. Help. We're happy um, to help. What, what impact are you going to leave behind in San Diego? What impact do you want to leave behind? Hmm. A friend of mine asked me years ago what was, what was going to be my legacy. Yes. And I just really love the fact that we're creating so many homes for people and so many opportunities for people to stay in San Diego. And um, I was on a, a webinar um, about a year and a half ago, and it was a lot of the not in my backyard people. And so I do, I do want to bring that up a little bit because people are like, do. I, I live in Northport because I wanted my single family home. And, and it's like, great. But again, you know, I love North Park because I can walk to coffee, walk to get my beer, walk to get my tacos. You know, I don't have kids, but we have some great schools and so forth. We need to create that housing. And so there's some not in my backyard people that are like, no, 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 I don't want all these, you know, giant apartment buildings. Again, we're not that firm at creating the giant apartment buildings, but we need housing. Right. And there was someone on that webinar that said, you know, you have no right to live in San Diego. If you want to live, you know, if you want to live in California, go to Modesto, go to Fresno. And I'm just like, wow, you know, um, it's one of those things that's like, what about your kids? And what about when you get old? What about the caretaker to help you? Right. You know, one of my other favorite projects, we were talking about what stood out was an older gentleman, super nice guy. He was getting old. He was single and he wanted to create an ADU with a little bit bigger. So he had room for a caretaker when he needed it. So, I mean, that's the kind of thing where it's like, what do you mean you don't have any right to live here? It's like, what about the people that need to support the community? Just because you bought your house years ago doesn't mean someone else can afford to now. And so I really look at the legacy for Ruland Design Group and for myself and Audrey Ruland is to be able to create housing so that families can stay, people can rent, and they can be in the neighborhoods they want to be in. Chris, being in the being a real estate professional, I can't thank you enough. Like sincerely, like I think that's what we have to talk about more, which is how do you solve solve affordability, yeah. build more housing, yeah, build more housing, make it easier to build. You know, Definitely. and you talk about the municipalities and you know all the red tape that goes with it, and everyone that's a builder or in in the design field complains about the same exact thing, which is difficult. Yeah. So thank you so much for making an impact. What is the one question I should have absolutely asked you and I didn't do it? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, at least I'm keeping you on your toes, right? I kind of covered a lot of them. Um, I mean, the biggest thing we talked a little bit about it, how long is it going to take? Yes. You know, so okay. let's, let's kind of, again, break that down a little bit. So the design, creating the design, getting all the details, three months, four months, you know, can absolutely go faster too if we're like, okay, let's let's put a rush on this. Building department, they're getting better. Right. They're getting better, bless their hearts, um, but they're still overwhelmed and we're still seeing plan for five to seven months. Got it. And then construction, depends on who you pick, you know, more expensive goes faster, cheaper goes slower, but you know, four, five, six months, depending on what we're doing, so it's going to take a year and a half, you know, a year and a half out. or more. So um, if I start now, I'm not building my end of you until you're the end of 2024. In, you're not moving into the end of 2024, probably. Um, the fastest, quickest, cheapest way to get an ADU, convert your garage. 
roughly speaking, say you've got a two-car garage on a single-family mm -hmm. home, convert that into a cute little one-bedroom ADU, you're in about 120 to 150K all in. Easy solution. There is one program we didn't talk about. Ooh. The affordable... The affordable that, we didn't program. even get into that. Let, 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 let's wrap. That would be the last item we talk about. Okay. And we'll sign off. Okay, fantastic. I'm really excited to hear about this one. This is this was new to me. So city of San Diego. So this is city of San Diego specifically. Right. And hopefully more areas will adopt it. But right now it's city of San Diego only. This applies to single family and multifamily. So example, single family. You live on the property. You can have an ADU and a junior ADU, smaller size. So you've got a big property and want more. You're like, I need room for my mom, want to rent, I'd love more rent. Next one, you can create another one that's affordable housing unit. If you create an affordable, affordable housing unit, then you get another one that is market rate, your bonus ADU. So you can take a primary home, have a junior ADU and ADU by right. right. Affordable housing unit, affordable housing ADU, then another one as a bonus ADU. Now, if you're in a transportation priority area, then you can do another affordable housing unit and another bonus unit, and that keeps repeating until you basically run out of room. Now, the affordable housing unit, you're deed restricted to moderate, low, or very low income. Okay. You get to pick. It's a 10-year or 15-year deed restriction. And again, if you do an affordable housing unit, you get that bonus one. So it's an opportunity to to add more units. Some people have a giant property. Right. And they're like, well, I've got this really 10,000 square foot lot. I've got a lot of room. I don't need a giant backyard. Can't afford to water the grass. <laughs> you know, so. And wouldn't want to even exactly, if you could. Exactly. So let's add more housing. So that's where the city of San Diego is being viewed at the state level of being a poster child for for adding adding more housing and adding affordable housing. The the, the solutions are out there. We just got to implement them. Yes. Definitely. Right. Uh Chris, I I can't thank you enough for joining us. It it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for educating us and that's your platform is education and insight. Yes. And these are easy, you know, these are solutions to, you know, help families, health affordability and even investors. So thank you so much for joining us and really, really appreciate it. Um, we will put all the contact information. Please drop a comment. Uh, we'll be uh, promoting the Ruland uh, Design Group. We'll put all their information. Please, thank you so much for uh, uh, joining us. Like and share this. And Chris, thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so you much. On. It's been You're a welcome. pleasure.